Welcome to the Northern Business Podcast. Each week, we'll be talking to people active in business and the economy about the big issues driving growth in the north of England. We're sponsored by Virtue Motors, one of the UK's largest motor retailers. Check out its website at virtuemotors.com. I'm Graham Robb, owner of Recognition PR. We help scores of businesses promote their products and services, and some are featured on this podcast. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. In the studio, we have Daniel Croce, a director at Intersight, specialists in health and safety inductions for secure and hazardous sites. And down the line, we've Mike Roberts, managing director of PMG Print Management, a production uh, independent print management business. And later, my colleague Joss Havikin will be talking to the Northeast STEM Foundation about Women in Engineering Day. So I'm going to start with you, Mike, and welcome you to uh, our Northern Business podcast. Now, your business is based in Leeds, isn't it? I think both businesses are small businesses today, which is great to have small businesses on. Tell us the, the vital statistics of what you do and where you're based. Yeah, sure. Thanks Thanks for the intro. Um, so we're PMG Management, and we're based literally... Uh, at the top of the M621 outside Leeds on the M62 corridor. Um, I've been running this business for 20 years. We're currently, our run rate last year was 3.8 million. So we are an SME uh, by the typical standards, currently employing 12, uh, 12 members of the team. Um, we're operating nationally across the UK, supplying uh, all types of business in retail, hospitality uh, and industry. And we also have a supply chain that takes us also into Europe. Yeah. So uh, a, th- a full full production print management service. I think uh, print, advertising, uh, media spend, that kind of thing is quite often a, uh, a, a often a, a forward indicator of where the economy is. And uh, today, Wednesday the twenty first of July, midsummer's today or the, the summer solstice, we were told inflation is stuck at eight point seven percent, and we think that the Bank of England might put interest rates up again tomorrow. Now, where do you see those statistics in relation to your business? Yeah, well, I, I completely agree that we are an early barometer as an industry um, as in, into where there is distress. And I think it's, it's very clear for both my business and the wider industry, having been um, on a trade association council for a number of years, that uh, print, whilst there is still life in print, together with the digital world, um, we are seeing retailers, uh, some building products companies, uh, construction companies, they're in a massive slowdown. And that is a direct result of the cost of living, uh, where discretionary spends dropped off. So the question, I suppose, is what you'd do about it if you had the chance uh, I run a shadow MPC um, with my friends and clients, uh, Clive Owen LLP. And on Monday, the shadow MPC for the northeast of England and Yorkshire area met. And uh, the one for Yorkshire, where you're based, marginally came out by one vote to say we shouldn't put interest rates up, but we should. the Bank of England should hold rates tomorrow and see how the lagging indicator of fixed mortgages as they become higher and the fixes come to an end actually works out in practice rather than go for a big shock. The counter argument is that maybe you need a big shock now to convince people that uh, we have to take money out of the economy. What, what's your view? How would you have voted? Well, um, I mean, how many, how many shocks does the economy need really? Um, 
not just because we're Yorkshire would we want to see the interest rates uh, frozen, but I, I think unequivocally it's agreed that if interest rates go up again, um, not just SMEs, but I'm here to represent SMEs really, that, that we are feeling the pain and it is causing businesses issues. Now, I, I'm less sympathetic to some zombie businesses in industry that are being washed out mm. because of civil loans and other things, but definitely as far as interest rates are concerned, they, ha they should be held. They really should be held without question. And given that they may not be held, what can business do now to actually deal with the, the, the situation it's dealt? Because, you know, we're in business, three people in this uh, podcast are, are, are in business, and we have to deal with the weather as it is, not as we wish it to be. So in your own business, what are, you, what are you doing to make sure you offset some of these headwinds? Well, all we can do is control everything within our control. So that's our own costs, our own debt levels, um, making sure we're getting payments. Again, that's a that's a big uh, uh, a big discussion topic about uh, the bigger PLC companies not paying uh, SMEs on time, and uh, you know that hurts in these situations where cash flow is absolutely critical. And um, so for us, it's control what we can, try to work smarter and improve our performance in how we're buying our products and services in to then give better value for our customers because we have to encourage them to spend what they can. And I suppose value for money now and productivity are the key uh, metrics by which successful businesses will weather this, keeping costs under control and keeping productivity both under control and maybe improving it. We sometimes yeah, yeah. don't always manage to improve it. So what are you doing internally to improve your productivity and what are you doing externally to help your clients improve their productivity yeah well um actually today i've i've been on a a, a rather long call with a, a technical partner because i'm looking at system integration mm. um because ultimately i've got to look at my my cost base and that's people and whilst i don't want to displace any of the team that i have today to improve ourselves we've got to be more efficient so automation systems talking to each other rather than the more traditional administrative sort of side of our business um in terms of how we can help our clients it's very easy um because we're production independent so we don't have an agenda i don't have a factory to fill i have the best in class of different types of factories different sizes of factories and therefore i can recommend the best production methods for my client's budget i was thinking large or small I was looking at your website before you came on the podcast, and I saw there was lots of little things that you've done that have shaved thousands off costs of jobs. Yeah, even just by resizing yeah. something or or taking a paper, uh, a purchase of bulk paper, and 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 and, and making it a different shape. There's all sorts of things yeah. you've done, isn't it? It's just tricks of the trade. You, you keep the sharp graphic designers under control. <laughs> well, keep the sharp graphic designers under control to make sure they don't design something that's inherently expensive to yeah. produce. Yeah. Um, and, and that's always been the case for the last 30 odd years. Um, but, you know, I think having the freedom of the choice around production and materials and being able to advise is where companies like ourselves add value. All right, we'll come back to you in a moment, Mike. But let's introduce Danielle. We, we, we haven't, uh, she's in the studio, joined us. But Dan, Danielle, you, you run a business which you, it's a small business, if I remember rightly, six people, four owners, yeah. and it's called Intersight. Yeah. Now, tell everyone what it does. Um, so we are a software platform um, dedicated to health and safety. Um, 
So the traditional method of inducting people onto high hazard sites would be maybe sitting in a room where you would watch maybe a video of an induction or it would be delivered on a PowerPoint or someone would be talking you through the, the rules and procedures on a, on a high hazard site before you, before you entered there. Um, the way you deliver it through our system is basically taking all that and putting it online. So you're effectively saving a lot of time um, and money for not only visitors coming onto site, but also site managers because they're not having to take the time out of their day to actually deliver the inductions for people turning up to site. So if Mike is going to a chemical company to sell him some print, uh, <laughs> yeah. he would normally have to go along, sign in, wouldn't you, Mike? You'd sign in at the desk, you'd speak to the security <laughs> man, he'd sit you in a booth, he'd make you watch the television and they'd ask you a couple of questions. So what's the difference for Mike? How's it going to improve Mike's day? If he well, Mike could sit there right there and do it now. If he, if, he was, if he was visiting a site tomorrow, he'd be able to sit there at his desk or at home um, this evening and be able to do the induction before he got there. Is it a bit like a plane? When you're boarding a plane, you have to tick, I do not have explosives and you have to and then, then you get your boarding pass so it's a bit like that but with a video and a bit more yeah absolutely so you go through assessment questions as you go through the induction and um, making sure you're competent to you know be on site and understand the rules and procedures before you go there so it could be touching on ppe muster points emergency arrangements and things like that um just making sure everyone understands everything um, and they're compliant before they actually attend site now, you've been doing this for a few years now, and yeah. you've got a decent number of clients. So t talk about the metrics of your own business. Um, so, yeah, we we predominantly work with high-hazard industries, so anything from ports and shipping, manufacturing, renewables, chemical industries, um, food construction, drink. food and drink. Not yeah. hazardous, but important to follow who was on site. Yep, so even food and drink, but in the man manufacturing arenas, so, um, yeah, producing things like that. So, um that's predominantly who we work with. Um, and, and if we look at the metrics, rather than talk about your profit and loss and everything, you can talk about the number of people that use your system to sign yeah. it. How many people have used it? Uh, over the last year, um, there was just over 100,000 people using the system. Um, so it's massive cost savings for, biz for businesses, um, especially for people who've got maintenance shutdowns and turnarounds on large chemical sites. Um, you know, we've had reports of people seeing up to £80,000 um, worth of savings just for a maintenance turnaround. So it really does save them a lot of money doing it this way. So these are the, both of you are delivering some smart solutions to your clients, saving a bit of money. Yeah. Um, I suppose you're saving money on ancillary security services, men checking boxes and yeah. things like that. Yeah. But you also are able on some sites, I think you were telling me about a port in the north where where, where, where drivers to access it, their, their actual credentials can be used automated on, on your system. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really clever in the way that it um, integrates with access control systems. Um, so if people have got swipe cards and they need to go through barriers or turnstiles, or even automated gates such as on um, PD ports. Um, haulage drivers can turn up to the gate to swipe their access yeah. cards. If their induction isn't valid, it won't actually let them through. Mm. Um, we also capture things like language translations. So if we know there's an overseas driver coming onto site and they need things to explain in their own language, we know that before they get there. So when they get there, they can swipe in and everything will be displayed in their language. So it's smart tech. But there's also some older skills as well, because you make videos. We do, yeah. You know, get, get the lads out there filming what the yeah. hazards are. Yeah, so that's where it all started, really, is our background and knowledge, um, expertise in producing induction content, so um, videos for that industry. Um, so that's how Intersight 
came about really and we still deliver that content today so for most clients although they go on the software platform we also deliver the on-site induction videos as well um what is your view you own this small business uh, it's got 40 odd clients hundred thousand people using it six people working for it yeah and um, what's your view about the economy at the moment when you see the news in the morning and interest rates are going up or inflation rates high. Is it the kind of thing that sends a cold shiver down your spine or are you a bit more robust buccaneering? I think as a business, we probably, you know, we, we don't look at it on a daily basis. Um, it, but, you know, I think for most businesses, it does, you know, everyone is feeling the pinch slightly and it's affecting people. Um, I think for us, certain clients will be affected. So, you know, particularly like certain chemical sites where energy costs are high and gas prices and things, um, it has been affecting those. And unfortunately, one or two, you know, are shutting down. Mm. Um, like Mike said, construction is slightly on the decline as well. Um, so we are seeing, you know, those affecting us slightly. Um, on the flip side, the renewable sector um, is really booming at the moment. So there's a lot of investment um, and things going back into that sector, especially around Northeast as well. Um, so yeah, it's it, there's there's challenges, but on on the other side, um, there's good opportunities as well. Mike, Daniel is obviously uh, you just said you had twenty years in business. Is it six that you've been doing this? Um, it's 2015. Oh, it's a yeah. bit more. Than yeah. Six, You've been doing it a long time, Mike. What What is your view on how, how Danielle is approaching the issue, um, which is a straightforward issue that you wouldn't have thought there was a business in it, but there is a business in it. Yeah, well, clearly um, they've, 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 they've uh, diversified into different pro product offerings where they can see the value in saving time um, and, and controlling things a lot better. So whilst ever you're forward thinking like that as a business, as an SME, we've got to be agile. Um, and that, that's how we survive. Agility, opportunism, and I suppose innovation. Those, those things are what businesses want to hear about now, particularly when you're hard-pressed. And these, these, these periods of downturn, uh, they force the, the thinking that's needed, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, you know, a lot of people in our industry, it, it was the word pivot. A lot of people pivoted into the PPE out of the, the terrible situation with the pandemic. And for for great areas or swathes of our industry, it's kept people going. PNG, we concentrated on what we did best, and and uh, you know last year, as we touched on, you know that's our second best year in 19 years of business. So coming off the back of COVID, I'm I'm very proud about that. So we must be doing something right, delivering value. Well, look, it's great to talk to you both. You're both running SME businesses, both innovative. Even though Mike, you've been going a long time, it's clear you're taking new directions all the time, keeping on it. Uh, and I wish you all the best luck and thanks for joining the Northern Business Podcast. And now over to my colleague, Joss Havakin, who this week is on location. Thanks, Graham. This week it's International Women in Engineering Day. So I've come up to Hydram in County Durham to have a little chat with the NE STEM Foundation about how apprentices are paving the way for women in the engineering sector. The North East STEM Foundation is all about removing barriers to people to get more people into STEM. And a big barrier is the myth that engineering is only a male-dominated career path and isn't for women. So International Women's Day is really key for the North East STEM Foundation to inspire and motivate and really show women that 
that engineering's for them. We want to promote that there is lots of women, there's lots of exciting um, careers in engineering um, and removing that myth, which is a barrier in itself. Hydram is a sheet metal company. We make subparts for other companies. So we will take a flat sheet of metal or steel, aluminium and turn it into a finished part that then goes to another company and gets put into their production line. Engineering is such a wide and varied subject that there is genuinely a role in it for everyone, regardless of what your interests. If you're interested in cars, in planes, in something completely un-automotive related, buildings, for example, design, there are engineering roles. If there is an industry, there is an engineering role in that. What I love about my role here as a technician and engineer is the variety especially with the apprenticeship on a daily basis i don't necessarily know what i'm going to see it's a different job every day i can work and operate practically every machine in this factory because i've had the training and the support to do so the foundation itself is all about removing barriers so then barriers might be financial so as in supporting people with financial help to access high quality stem education it's about, we have a STEM outreach programme, which focuses on minority groups, of which one is women, which is about going, educating the future workforce to encourage people to get into, the, into STEM in the first place. Um, ultimately, the fact that we've got such a rich array of engineering jobs here in the Northeast, it's about showcasing that. I'm finishing my apprenticeship this year. I'm thinking about what I want to do next a lot. There are options for me to go on to do a level four, a level six, which would be equivalent to a degree. Still at this company with funding from this company to get to that level. If someone told me that women shouldn't be in engineering in this day and age, I think they have a problem <laughs> because Enough women have been in engineering now to prove over and over again that women have a place in this industry. Leah Sunter ending that report from Joss Havikin. Join us next week for the Northern Business Podcast. Never miss an episode. Like, rate or subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.